Welcome to the Good Podcast in the Paper. Acomancia, mesonophilia, counteracts the deleterious effects of dietary emulsifiers on microbiota and host metabolism. Published in paper copy in Gut in May 2023. My name is Dr. Philip Smith, Digital and Education Editor of Gut and Honorary Consultant Gastroenterologist at the Royal Liverpool Hospital, Liverpool, United Kingdom. And I extend a very warm welcome to Professor Benoit Chassan, Group Leader of the Mucosal Microbiota and Chronic Inflammatory Diseases Team at INSERM at the University of Paris City, Paris, France. Professor Chassan is the senior author on this excellent paper. Professor, thank you so much for joining me today to do this podcast and congratulations on your excellent paper. Firstly, could I ask you to explain the background to your study and why researching this area is important? Well, thank you so much for inviting me to, to present this, this publication during the, the GUT podcast. I think that's a very, very good uh, uh, way for us to, to explain a little bit more about what we did and, and why we did this, this research. So actually, everything on dietary emulsifiers that we are doing in the lab started back in 2012, so quite a uh, quite few years ago now. And, and there was actually at the time some preclinical evidence that maybe dietary emulsifiers, which are uh, food additives that are highly used by the food industry and, and that are very important to extend shelf life of packaged products and, and processed and ultra-processed food, there was at the time some preclinical studies showing that they can actually play a detrimental role on, on the gut epithelium. And then, so it was mostly based on in vitro uh, data. So back in, back in 2012, we, we decided to study about their potential effect in, in preclinical model. And, and so we used some, some mice approach. And, and more recently, we published on, on a human uh, clinical trial as well. And in all of this research, we were able to observe that actually those compounds are not... Uh, are playing some, some detrimental impact on, on the gut microbiota. They can actually alter microbiota composition, they can alter microbiota function. So what, what we know in, in, in the intestine is that the gut microbiota is very important for it to stay at a safe distance from, from the epithelium. And what we observed in, in mice model, but also in human, is if you consume these compounds, these dietary emulsifiers, uh, you can actually alter microbiota localization and, and we were able to observe some select microbiota members that when, when they are facing those food additives, they can penetrate the normally sterile uh, inner mucus layer and, and they get in close contact with the mucosal lining. So instead of uh, being kept at a safe distance from the epithelium, they can encroach, uh, they can get closer. What we observed also is that they are able to express much more uh, pro-inflammatory uh, molecules such as flagellin and, and lipopolysaccharides. And, and we were able to observe that by all of these means, so especially microbiota encroachment and, and increased pro-inflammatory potential, they can favor the, the development of chronic intestinal inflammation, which can manifest as colitis in, in genetically susceptible hosts or uh, metabolic deregulation in, in genetically unimpaired hosts. So, and, and what we observed also using in vitro, in vitro approach and, and mechanistic studies, but really the gut microbiota is a direct target of those compounds in a sense that everything, all the effects I described are completely vanished under germ-free uh, conditions. So, so you definitely need a microbiota to have the detrimental effect. And what we observed also using in vitro microbiota system and, and fecal transplantation is that the microbiota is actually the direct target and it's, it's sufficient to drive the detrimental consequences of those uh, food additives. And what was 
really interesting. And again, everything I'm, I'm, I'm describing right now was published in the past in, in multiple studies is that we also observe that Acamantia mucinifila, which is one, uh, back, one microbiota member, and, and there is a lot of data accumulating on, on this microbiota member showing that it's actually a, a, a good bug, a, a good bacteria that can favor mucus production and that can favor fortify the mucus barrier and, and fortify the, the mucus lining. We observe that in mice that were treated with dietary emulsifiers, this good bacteria were, was actually uh, decreasing in its abundance So we are feeling that yeah, maybe by, by removing these bacteria, the, those compounds can play that, that detrimental impact and, and drive uh, chronic intestinal inflammation. Thank you. This is, a, this is a really interesting area, and it's not lost to me that we've got a French group doing it, uh, the French being the most uh, wonderful producers of the best food in the world. So can you tell me what the new findings your study has found? So yeah, what, what we did in this new study was basically to repeat Uh, uh, everything what we did in the past with using dietary emulsifiers and, and looking at their impact on, on driving the chronic intestinal inflammation and, and metabolic deregulation. But this time, in addition of it, we had an additional group of mice where we inoculated the mice daily uh, with Acamantia mucinifila, with purified Acamantia mucinifila bacteria, just to see is if, uh, based on all the previous work that was done on, on this uh, specific bacterium, just to see if by giving this bacterium on, on a daily basis to the mice, we can actually prevent or reverse any detrimental impact that were induced by, by their dietary emulsifiers. And actually, it was exactly the case, and, and we were able to reproduce what you observed in the past, that if you consume dietary emulsifiers, this is sufficient to induce chronic intestinal inflammation, this is sufficient to induce alteration in microbiota composition, the microbiota is encroaching upon its host, it's, it's getting very close to the mucosal lining, and, and With all of these uh, detrimental consequences, this is leading to chronic intestinal inflammation and, and metabolic deregulation. But if we treat the mice with uh, daily exposure with Acamantia mucinifera, all of these detrimental effects are actually vanishing and, and we are able to, to fully prevent the mice from all the normally observed detrimental effects of dietary mucifers. So if we combine with Acamantia mucinifera, there is no more Uh, microbiota encroachment, there is no more uh, uh, strong alteration in, in microbiota composition. And more importantly, the mice are now fully protected against chronic intestinal inflammation and, and the associated uh, metabolic deregulation. So we also worked a little bit on, on the mechanism and, and we are trying to see what, what was the mechanism and, and we are actually still working on it. But what was quite fascinating to us was to observe that if you treat mice with dietary emulsifiers, normally you see very strong alteration in, in microbiota composition, and a very strong uh, microbiota encroachment, so a, a strong decrease in the distance that separates the microbiota from the epithelium. But if you add on top of that daily um, uh, treatment with Acamantia mucinifila, the microbiota composition is fully protected against detrimental effect of, of dietary mucifers on both composition and localization. So we, we are still working on the, on the mechanism. We don't really know how this is, how this is actually uh, uh, working in terms of mechanism, but it's quite fascinating that just by giving one probiotic bacteria that have the ability to fortify the mucus barrier and, and, and uh, beneficially impact the host microbiota interaction at, at the mucosal surface, we can actually fully prevent against the detrimental impact of dietary emulsifiers. We'll be right back after a short message from our sponsors. What would you do if you were called upon as part of an inquest? 
Did you know that nearly one third of doctors are likely to be called upon as part of an inquest during their career? As part of an investigation, the coroner will request a statement from you and may call you as a witness at the inquest. If this happens to you, having independent legal representation by your side and a team of experts to provide advice and guidance can make all the difference. Our host of benefits can assist and protect NHS consultants like you throughout your career. With a large selection of risk prevention tools and techniques at your fingertips, you can practice with confidence while focusing on your professional development. Don't be caught off guard. Get protected from just £549. Join now at medicalprotection.org. Data source MPS January 2023. The likelihood of a medical non-claims NHS member experiencing an inquest. Cost quoted is the annual membership price for a UK medical consultant working exclusively in the NHS, subject to protection requirements and underwriting approval. Translating this into clinical practice, how might your findings impact on clinical practice in the foreseeable future? So I think to, to have a strong impact on, on the clinical setting, we still need to, to work a little bit on, on the mechanism and, and we need to better understand how everything is, is working and how the daily exposure to Acamontia can actually protect against the detrimental impact of, of those compounds. But more importantly, I think this study is clearly highlighting how important are the host microbiota interaction at, at the mucosal surface. And there is a, a lot of group now worldwide that are working on, on the mucus layer and how important is this mucus layer in protecting against chronic intestinal inflammation and, and metabolic deregulation and colitis, IBD, all of this type of, of um, disease with a, a microbiota component. We know uh, now for sure that the, the mucus layer is actually playing a very, very important role. And, and this study that we published in, in GUT is, is further evidence to, to this aspect. But if, if we can fortify the mucus barrier, if we can um, uh, increase uh, mucus production by the host, we can actually have a very important uh, beneficial impact on the host microbiota interaction at, at the mucosal surface. So we are not yet at, at uh, implying and, and um, using this data at the, at the clinical setting, but in the future, if we understand the mechanism and, and we, if we also better define how acamontia can protect and, and how this is working in terms of uh, true mechanism and, and by which mechanism uh, Acamantia mucinifila can actually uh, prevent microbiota encroachment, this can have a huge, huge in, in implication in the clinical settings since, again, we know that a lot of chronic inflammatory diseases are also characterized by microbiota encroachment. So if we, if we find the mechanism for sure, there will be a lot of application in, in the clinical setting. I mean, you part answered this in your last uh, answer, but uh, how might your study impact on research priorities in the foreseeable future? So yeah, here again, what, what we want to do and, and what we are currently uh, doing is, is really understanding the mechanism and, and by which uh, by which way Acamonte is actually protecting uh, against the detrimental impact of, of dietary emulsifiers. And, and, and this is something we are currently do, doing in, in the laboratory. What's also very, very interesting to us is that um, we know and, and we have some in vitro uh, a microbiota system that allow us to, to do this type of study, but we know that dietary emulsifiers are actually uh, impacting directly the intestinal microbiota in, in a direct way. And, and for example, if we take human microbiota in an in vitro setting and we treat them with dietary emulsifiers, we can reproduce what we observed in, in animal or in human. So clearly, the, there is a direct interaction between those food additives, dietary emulsifiers, 
and the intestinal microbiota. And in this study that we published in, in, in GUT, if we add acarmontium mucinfilon on top of the equation, all of these direct effects are completely disappearing and, and there was no any more direct impact of dietary emulsifiers on, on the gut microbiota. So we, we definitely need to understand how this is working. And, and also an, another important aspect that we are currently uh, working on is that very likely not all the microbiota are going to respond the same. And, and we are currently working on this hypothesis that very likely there is some microbiota that will, mo that will be more or less impacted by dietary emulsifiers and, and very likely the same is going to be true for the impact of Acamantia mucinifila. So this is again an, an, an area of, of great research and, and we are not the only team working on that. Is that is there a way we can use uh, microbiota composition or microbiota functional data to, to define personalized nutrition and, and personalized medicine? And, and I think this is really the future in which, uh, in which this research should be, uh, should be going. Brilliant. Well, um, thank you very much, um, Professor, for doing this podcast today. And congratulations once again to you, but also to your wider team for this fantastic and really interesting paper being published in GUT. For our listeners, I hope you've enjoyed listening to that. I certainly uh, have enjoyed learning more about that. If you'd like to read the paper in full, there's a link underneath this podcast so please click on that and digest all of the the paper in, in its totality and of course please join us again in the future for further gut podcasts thank you for listening would you do if you were called upon as part of an inquest? Did you know that nearly one third of doctors are likely to be called upon as part of an inquest during their career? As part of an investigation, the coroner will request a statement from you and may call you as a witness at the inquest. If this happens to you, having independent legal representation by your side and a team of experts to provide advice and guidance can make all the difference our host of benefits can assist and protect NHS consultants like you throughout your career. With a large selection of risk prevention tools and techniques at your fingertips, you can practice with confidence while focusing on your professional development. Don't be caught off guard. Get protected from just £549. Join now at medicalprotection.org. Data source MPS January 2023. The likelihood of a medical non-claims NHS member experiencing an inquest. Cost quoted is the annual membership price for a UK medical consultant working exclusively in the NHS, subject to protection requirements and underwriting approval.